What is customer experience? It's a term that we hear all the time. And what is the experience economy? We're speaking with Rob Tarkoff. Please tell us about your role. Well, I'm responsible for all the front office applications at Oracle. So that includes sales, service, commerce, marketing, and content. And together, that suite of apps forms what we call our CX cloud group. How have customer expectations changed over time? I think that's a good way to introduce this concept of customer experience and the experience economy. We have been talking a lot about how the experience economy is something fundamentally different for CX, and that's because of three main things. One is that the customer is firmly in charge now, given new interface models like augmented reality or virtual reality or voice-activated chat experiences. It's, it's the consumer who's really driving the interaction model in ways fundamentally different. Uh, the concept of user experience or user interface has fundamentally changed to much more natural conversational ways of interacting. The second thing that we talk a lot about is that uh, journeys are completely nonlinear today. We've been hearing about the, the concept that today uh, journeys are unpredictable, but now they're happening across so many different channels and in so many ways that nobody can really predict. And finally, um, it's the, the concept that data is really at the core of everything and that the new customer experience mandate or challenge is about uh, orchestrating data flows across these different interaction points. And those things together really form what we call the experience economy paradigm. When we add all of these journeys together and all of these touch points, does that equate to what we call customer experience? I'm still trying to get a handle on what do we, what customer experience this thing is. Can we even call it a thing? Well, it's interesting. It, it true customer experience now goes beyond just the front office uh, combination of these touch points. It actually now connects into things like back office uh, logistics or supply chain. So if you think, for example, of a service uh, situation, um, think of a health uh, or a gym is a great example, where it has a, a series of treadmills in the gym and the treadmill, uh, the IoT sensors on the treadmill detect that there's a motor problem. That um, IoT sensor can inform the gym owner, it can inform the manufacturer of the treadmill, um, and now great customer experience is about not only knowing that there's a problem, but how to orchestrate the delivery of the right part to the gyms. So they can replace the motors in the treadmill, how to manage the schedule of the technician, the field service personnel who's going out to actually fix it, and then how to make sure that once it's uh, complete, that all the inventory that's being managed is uh is now accounted for and that uh, you can have the uh, proper subscription uh, system, billing system put in place. So all of that is customer experience, everything from the actual service ticket through to the uh, fulfilling of a part, through to orchestrating and scheduling the technician, through to actually understanding and managing the billing cycle at the end of that. That's how customer experience has changed now. It's not only just a front office phenomenon, it's actually connecting the front office to the back office. When you talk about customer experience, then that's where the real ultimate value lies is in the connection of all of these pieces across very many different types of processes. When we talk about customer experience now, it's about 
first uh, recognizing how you connect these discrete processes, service to field service or a service to an ordering process. And it's also about managing the flow of data because you're capturing a lot of signals and a lot of data in that process. You have IoT sensors, you have service requests, you have marketing campaigns that need to be coordinated with this. You have uh, inventory of fulfillment, parts fulfillment, uh, service technician uh, dispatching. All of this is what goes into customer experience. All right. So we've spoken about customer experience and really the the breadth of consumer expectations. Now, experience economy, how does that connect into this? The experience economy is is this phenomenon that the consumer is driving interactions in a way that's unique to them. They are pushing technologies in ways we never envisioned. A great example, this is one of our customers, uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, has developed a concept for people to view homes using augmented reality browsers and actually swiping their phone over a barcode at the house and being able to virtually tour a house, never having to walk in, not having to set up a appointment with an agent until they're really sure that they like the house and want to go in and, and, and see it more in depth. Or companies like Kubota, a Japanese manufacturer of tractor trailers who's using virtual reality to provide maintenance from Japanese technicians with farmers in Iowa. So uh, we never know how the consumer is going to want to consume a product or a service. And the number of interfaces today are so different across the board that new models are being developed, new pricing models, new billing models, uh, new models of service, new models of consumer consuming uh, marketing. And that has created an imperative today for companies to be more responsive and to let the customer drive the innovation and be responsive to what it is that they want, as opposed to trying to force fit consumers into different models of interacting. That's been a major, major change in every industry. And it's, uh, it's a period of time where companies are trying to catch up to this. The experience economy then, would it be correct to say, involves potentially business model change, really rethinking that the fundamentals of the relationship between the customer and the provider, as opposed to point A, point B, point C, how can we make the experience better? It's, it's more holistic. It's more holistic. It's about changing the way you interact with customers. So example, um, we talk a lot in service about predictive service, knowing that your customer is going to have a problem before they know it and getting in and resolving it. That's actually good service in an experience economy paradigm, but it's not a traditional break-fix model. And that has fundamentally changed the way companies think about their service operation. In the marketing world, being able to uh, target uh, and, and serve customers in these micro moments where they're going across different journeys on social, on the web, in app, uh, it's created a different paradigm for marketers about what information they need to provide to become a trusted advisor to a consumer. All of these changing interface models are changing business models. And that's changing the way companies think about customer experience 
as an entire category. So customer experience then, as it moves into the concept of the experience economy, ends up being really fundamental to the way an organization relates to its sources of revenue. That's right. And if you think today about things like uh, subscription billing, uh, there are many companies that have traditionally been in the business of manufacturing jet engines or MRI machines. And the way consumers want to uh, consume or buy is fundamentally changed. Rather than buying a huge machine and depreciating it over its life, they want to be able to subscribe to services, to use, to hours uh, used of a particular asset. Mercedes-Benz is a great example of this. For $1,100 a month, you can get pre-packaged insurance, uh, a car delivered to your door, uh, fully cleaned. You can get um, uh, any kind of car you want. One weekend you want the convertible, one weekend you want the, uh, the, the, the SUV. It's your choice. Um, you have a subscription to use of a product which you think of as the Mercedes Promise but uh, it's not any particular car that you buy and then has to sit in your uh, garage being idle 90% of the time. How does all this inform your product design decisions at Oracle? It used to be the case that we thought a lot about uh, persona-based product development. So we would think about what is it that the marketer wakes up every day and, and wants to get done? Or what is the VP of professional services or the VP of sales operations? And we would set a, a product agenda and a calendar and set of requirements based on that. Today, it's a lot more about how do we make sure we are empowering whoever gets to the customer first? whether that is a, a campaign that was launched by a marketer but quickly becomes a service interaction, uh, whether it's a, a sales uh, opportunity that we've got to make sure uh, is tracked along with the service requests. It's now, again, about uh, how do you connect the dots between the different front office personnel and make sure that we're designing products and experiences that appeal to all of them. Increasingly, Michael, we're seeing CX decisions that are cross-pillar uh, or cross-silo. And because of that, there's a mandate more now to connect the various components of these journeys together. Do you want to tell us the components of the platform? Because obviously you've designed the platform based on the various needs you've been describing. At Oracle, we have a pretty simple approach to it. At the core is a customer intelligence system. Uh, we have launched our product uh, not too long ago at Open World. It's called CX Unity. It's a behavioral transactional uh, combination uh, system that allows you to, again, be able to use data to empower whatever process you're involved in, whether that's service sales, marketing, commerce, it allows you to dive into the key intelligence about your customer and use that intelligence to optimize a process. We also build applications on top of that core system that serve the particular needs of the salesperson or the marketer or the service professional or the commerce professional. And we also provide an engine that helps you build relevant content uh, to serve those needs. And content's an interesting thing in today because we often say we live in a pageless world. It's not content that's always delivered to a web page or to an application, 
but it's often signals delivered to my smart device or my watch or my uh, wearable. And we wanna make sure that content and experience can be deeply connected to each other, regardless of the consumption vehicle. So um, those are the components we build. It's a core uh, behavioral transactional uh, data system and a set of applications that can be delivered to any device and any format uh, that the consumer needs to receive it. Rob, as you talk with your customers, to what extent have they elevated this experience economy and customer experience discussion to the level of core business strategy? I think it's a CEO level mandate in almost every company that we speak to. Uh, It's hard to get CEOs super excited about back office things a lot of times, usually that's the paradigm of the CFO or the VP of supply chain. It's very easy to get a CEO excited about their customers. And every company knows that their success begins and ends with how they differentiate in front of the customer. So it's a CEO level mandate today, and it's moved from being about soft variables to now about really hardcore ROI metrics that come from uh, the way you differentiate on the basis of service, on the basis of interaction, on the basis of surprising and delighting your prospects and your customers. And those are things CEOs care about. In effect, you're saying that if we do a better job for our customers, they will spend more with us. And therefore, we have to align our business operations to meet those customer needs and customer expectations. I think that, and I think the amount of time that CEOs themselves are spending on customer experience has gone up dramatically. The idea that I can hire a a CX professional or a head of customer experience, and then I can think about other things as CEO, that that time has gone away. CEOs are now spending 50, 60, 70% of their time worrying about this phenomenon because they see traditional businesses being disrupted all the time by upstarts who understand this new experience economy paradigm and are getting ahead of, uh, of their competitors by really using that as the source of competitive advantage. Let's talk about competitive advantage. So if an organization wants to embrace this set of issues and perspectives that you've been describing, what should they do? The first thing is to study the models today that uh, best-in-class customer experience companies are using. So I gave a couple of examples uh, in industries that you might not traditionally think of. I mean, we've talked a lot about, everyone knows that uh, Starbucks uh, is has focused on customer experience and done a great job with that. And they continue to innovate across the board with the way people order uh order things from Starbucks to the relationship they have through a loyalty uh, on a loyalty base going forward. You people know about that. They know about stores like Nordstrom's or Southwest airlines, but they don't often think about uh, what, uh, you know, Elgin, who's a street sweeper company, they, they build street sweepers and they have created a model for uh, the contractors who use their street sweepers to 
make sure that they're able to fulfill the demands of different cities that they're working for, how they're actually doing maintenance and repair in a way that keeps their street sweepers going and, and being used and is able to have a great experience for the contractors and for the cities or the city of Albuquerque, who's using a 311 service through Alexa to be able to report and fix graffiti in their cities. These are great stories that are popping up from municipalities, from hard goods manufacturers, from capital equipment companies, and they're using customer experience as a source of competitive advantage in every a bit as much a way as Starbucks and Southwest Airlines. So the conversation begins with the business strategy. That's the foundation. Starts with the business strategy and starts with recognizing what are your points of differentiation and how can you use customer experience to create real competitive separation? What about the technical components? So they are clearly very important technology pieces and layers that you also need to do this well. Technology to me is an enabler of customer experience change. It's not the, actually not the most important part. When we spend time uh, talking to customers, we spend a lot of, of effort really trying to understand how is your business changing? And technology can help you facilitate your transition into that new business model. But it's not the primary driver. You have to organizationally be ready for that. And the big thing that that requires, which is technology enabled, is really understanding data, understanding the information, the signals through the noise that your customers are giving you about what matters to them. So that can be everything from uh, understanding what types of interactions that they have that are most meaningful to converting them to, to buy your product. It can mean how they want to engage with you in a subscription uh, context to be able to uh, keep a recurring relationship with you. It may be in the service context that I've talked about. So understanding data and understanding how to keep your data secure and keep it it's safe uh, and uh, you know really maintain that as a protected asset of the company, but also be able with at the same time to create instantaneous access to real-time signals that can help you figure out how to drive your business forward. So you need to then also understand the types of data that you have available to you. And then the next step is the set of tools and processes that you need in order to manage and leverage and make use of that data. And the hardest thing to do is to figure out inside your company how to build policies and governance and uh, cooperation among departments. So all the necessary data is available at all times, again, to whoever is there at the customer first, whoever is at that moment of truth, as we call it, at that point of interaction where they need to be informed by all the things that your customer has done across the company. But I'm wondering, to what extent do you work with your customers to help them from a business standpoint, look over their organizational landscape and the types of data and how to collect that data and how to manage it? We actually do that all the time. And it's becoming an important part of what we do. You know, clearly we build great software products and we're proud of those, but we also are in conversations with a lot of strategic customers who are trying to figure out how to navigate this world of change. And 
every company today to a certain extent is a software company where they build their own software or they're sourcing it from from companies like us the the kind of advisory relationship they often want to have with us is is help us to understand what your best partners are doing what are your best customers doing here how are they changing their businesses and how can we both um, understand the right products to use but also the right business model change to put in place and i think oracle has an important role in that as do all the major software companies any final pieces of advice i mean you're you're talking with so many different companies in various stages of maturity who are doing this and so what have you learned or what are the obstacles that you see customers facing companies facing that you can share I think one of the biggest obstacles today is companies are still thinking of this in a silo and trying to source best of breed components from a variety of different players and act as a system integrator themselves in in putting this all together. And I think that's a mistake today. I think driving towards platform decisions is more important than ever because there are so many different touch points that need to be orchestrated. Unless a company wants to make this their full-time job, they're better off finding a trusted partner or a few trusted partners that they really believe can help them end to end. That's connecting the front office to the back office. That's connecting their customer experience to the engine uh, that drives their company forward, whether that's a physical product or a service, that's uh, connecting across the different touch points. These are all very, very important decisions and having a few trusted advisors at this phase of the customer experience curve is probably a better bet than trying to you know, source it from tens or hundreds of different companies. Rob Tarkoff, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. Thanks a lot, Michael. Good to see you.